Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello there. Welcome back. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the who of your niche, what to know, and why. It's a very simple episode. It's probably going to be really short too. Because when I, one of the things I hear coaches tell me is that they've been working on their niche sometimes for years. And when I hear that, it is painful. It's painful. I remember the experience, right? I I kind of fit that criteria for a long time. And it wasn't because I didn't know. It was because I kept telling myself that there was something more I was supposed to know. And so in today's episode, I'm going to give you permission to let it be simple. And I'm going to share something about where the specifics come and where the that like simple can happen. And this might break your brain open and you might listen to it and say, duh, obviously. (laughs) And I would rather you hear this and it potentially clear up someone's confusion and prevent them from spending years questioning this than not create it and people stay in that space of uncertainty. So, Sometimes people call this your niche. It's probably the most familiar thing you're going to hear in the online world. We could also think of it as your offer, right? So when we think about selling something, there is a person you build your offer for. Now, let me give you some examples of this. If you wanted to, okay, I didn't think of the example ahead of time. (laughs) So if you were selling jewelry, so we're just going to say like, like physical product, because you can imagine it a little easier. When someone is creating that, they didn't have to design it for someone necessarily, but they might have, right? Like if you were going to design a necklace, notice how different that design would be if you were designing it for a woman or a a person who will happily spend $20,000 on it. What's going to be different about that necklace? What's it going to include? What's it going to be made of? What details are going to matter in a way that they then put it in how they talk about that product, right? It's going to be so different than the one that the necklace that's produced and they they know that people just want the necklace and that they, they don't like it doesn't need to be anything special, right? You know, it's, it's special, but it's special because they think it's special. It's not special because the craftsmanship or the product or um, anything like that, right? It's like there can be a necklace that you sell for $100 and there can be a necklace that you sell for $20,000. And when the person is making them, they're making them for a particular type of person. And these types of people aren't better or worse than the other. It's just I created something for a type of person. And in business, right, the objective is to make money. And this kind of can get skewed a little bit with coaching because sometimes coaches fall into that space of I just want to help people. And obviously, right, like we love helping people. That's why we're coaches. But you're having a business because you also want to make money. And so when you build an offer, 
I highly recommend only building an offer for people who have money and want to pay for it. This may be a whole different conversation, but it may not be, (laughs) right? If this is the first time you've heard that, you're building your offer for someone who wants to pay for it. So I'm thinking about this. I watched this TV show once about this concierge doctor. And he was on the East Coast, I think, I don't even know where it was, some fancy place I've never been to, (laughs) I haven't been to yet. And he basically went from, you know, house to house, and it was just a TV show full of drama about all the problems that wealthy people have and why they might need a doctor to come to them. And that person, when they, right, they're not selling a product. We're out of the necklace world because coaching is not a physical product. This doctor is now selling, right? His offer or her offer is something so much more than just the ability, right? So it's like when your audience is everybody, you have an office, they schedule through someone, right? It's very normal versus when your ideal client that you made your offer for, your entire business even, It's like, yeah, no, I come to them. They maybe call me directly on my cell phone. Maybe I have someone on standby. I have these processes in place. It's very different. And so in your coaching business, you want to imagine your person having money. And if you have never had money or, you know, lots of money, which is where I came from, like my first job, I made $27,000 a year. I think growing up, my mom made like $30,000 a year. So I was never thinking like I never had access to people who spent a ton of money on just lots of things. So I had to build my own mental awareness of money in order to sell coaching, in order to sell anything. And you may have to do that too, right? Where you imagine people who have money and you show yourself proof of how they exist. So Let's come back to the niche. You build this offer. It's for your who, right? Niche offer. It's the same thing. It's who you have an offer for, who you speak to with your content. Because often I see coaches get really confused with this and they don't do anything in their business then because they think they don't know or they're very, very vague because they made it too complicated. Here's how simple it can be. Your who you speak to can be a woman who wants to become vegan and that could be it. Now you might say, oh my gosh, that sounds way too vague. There has to be more details than that. But the more details come into play in your marketing. So let's go back to mine, right? I help coaches who are often women make money. Now, there are more specifics to that. Like, okay, I can pick 100,000. I help coaches make their first 100,000 in 12 months. It's very specific, but it's still just coaches who are women. Now, in the marketing is where I spend time thinking about what more specific lines up with that. But I don't, like, like, see, like, notice how your decision about who can be so simple. And then the details come in the marketing. So the only reason you need to know who it is you help is because you're going to build an offer for that person. And we're going to build in they have money and want to spend it on your offer. But that's who your who is. It's just that simple. Now, 
I want to go into the marketing element just briefly because somebody who says um, that they're, they help women who want to become vegan, in the marketing element, how you get more specific with that is you might say, like, who do I want to speak to? So the client I'm thinking of, who's this is her business, she is midlife. She, like, when she looks at her friends, she's like, yeah, we're a bunch of women, we're midlife. That's who she wants to talk to. So that's her niche. She knows them. She is them, right? She is that niche. And so she understands what to talk about, what the problems are. And so that dictates all of her marketing. Everything she talks about falls into that category. Because that one little detail of midlife and knowing that it's also her, she then can say, okay, like if I'm thinking from their perspective in the month of December, a woman who wants to become vegan, she's midlife, she has very specific problems, right? Like she is the cook in the family and she's like, ugh, am I really going to cook all this stuff and then make extra stuff for other people? People are going to give me a hard time. Like, ugh, I really like those things. Whatever struggles she has, it's going to be very specific for her. And you should already know this stuff, right? Because you're going to know the person. Now, The vague version of that would be where you just talk about veganism in general. Like that's what that would look like to be vague is you just and and I think about this with content I hear and it's it's kind of this general um, like here's reasons people become vegan. Here's some of the benefits of it. You can do it. Rah, rah, rah. Right. Like this encouraging of doing it. Um. It might even speak to some problems, but it's still very vague. Like, it's the holidays, and here's a recipe for how you can cook vegan cookies, and people actually like them, and I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm just making that up. But, um, right, like, that would be vague content, whereas specific content would be, like, speaking more directly to, like, you want to be vegan. It's December, You're thinking about your menu and you're agonizing over like, ugh, am I really going to stick with it? Maybe I just don't do it this month. And then you're kind of like beating yourself up. But that's where you would create the content. You would create the content around their thinking about it. They're like agonizing the things that come up, the struggle of the detail. And so generic content never goes into any detail but the marketing is where you get specific with it. Okay. The other thing I hear people say is like, well, I need it if I'm going to run ads or like I need it somehow to do good marketing, right? I need to be really specific with who I help. But it's not true. I have sold over a million dollars in coaching. And the only reason you need your, like the only benefit of your who is everything we've talked about. It determines who you speak to so that you can get really specific with your examples and marketing. It also determines so that it reminds you that your person has money because sometimes you're going to accidentally, like if you accidentally aren't talking to someone who has money, you might get to your marketing and you might start to justify your price. You might start to like add in a bunch of stuff because you fear they don't think it's valuable. When that just says is like, oh, you know what? I stopped talking to the person who it's a woman who wants to be vegan and she has money and wants to spend it on this, right? Like this, this is what she wants to use her money on. That's going to change and tilt your content. 
The other thing I was thinking about is like, you only need this when you're creating content. So that could be on social media, that could be in paid ads. I just started doing paid ads. I'm going to do a podcast on it soon. And like, what did I need? I needed to be able to write an ad, write the ad copy that people see when they're scrolling through social media. And I'm able to write that copy because right in my marketing, I have played with who is this person? What are their problems? How do I want to get their attention? But it's only because I'm like, here are the basics of who they are. And here are all the details of like what I know in this like, like criteria. And then there's like your landing page, which is going to connect to your ad. And then there's the like in the actual ad, it's the audiences you choose. And this is actually like, there's no right answer. You're just playing, you're guessing. But when someone holds themselves up from like knowing who it is they help, they're thinking there's some right answer and they don't have it yet and they don't know, they're not specific enough. But when I came into these ads and these people were teaching them to me, they were like, you're going to test, I don't know, 10 or 20 different audiences so that you can get like five that work well. And that was exactly it, right? Like one of the options is you can target big names. And so I tried like, oh, people who follow Amy Porterfield. And then you can like have some other criteria. It's like, oh, and they're an entrepreneur or they have a like Facebook page that's a business, right? Hear how specific that is. You're like, oh yeah, I know that my people like to listen to this or do this. But in the ad space, it's just a guess. And so I tried that Amy Porterfield one and it was like, didn't, it was just really, really expensive. It did not convert well. And so I just kept playing with these different variables like, oh, they're on Canva and they also do this, but there was never any right answer. And so the moral of today's episode is that who you help is really simple and all the detail about them that you want to go into, that is the marketing detail. It's not your niche and your offer detail. Your offer niche detail is so simple. It's just a woman who wants whatever thing you sell. She wants to be vegan. She wants to build a $100,000 business. She wants to feel connected in her marriage. She wants to be healthy. She wants to lose weight. She wants to um, stop yelling at her children right? Whatever it is she wants, it's a woman who wants this. And then the details of how you talk to her and the very specific examples that you use to speak to her, that is your marketing. So don't let confusion about who you help stop you from showing up, talking to your people, making money as a coach, and building your business. Okay, have an amazing week. I'll talk to you later. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.